Welcome to the Weekly Beat by Mansa with your hosts Arnold Segawa, Maggie Mutesi, and Dumi Jere, giving you all the info on Africa's big finance and economic stories. The Weekly Beat by Mansa. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this week's episode of The Weekly Beat. I am Dumi Jere. I'm in the driver's seat today. Our usual driver, Arnold Segawa, will be back next week. I'm coming to you from Johannesburg in South Africa. And I'm your host. It is my singular honor and pleasure to welcome you to the Weekly Beat, our weekly business podcast where we talk about anything and everything Africa. I'm not alone, as always. My co-host is with me, Maggie Mutesi, coming to us from Nairobi in Kenya. And today we have a special guest, Dennis Matanda, coming to us from uh, New Jersey in the United States of America. Now, this past week has been uh, a bit interesting, and this week will be actually more interesting. It's a new dawn for Tanzania which has uh, lost its president, uh, John Joseph Pombe Magufuli. Uh, And President Magufuli was uh, symbolic in his uh, six-year rule as alone made Tanzania a middle-income country. And that's a huge feat. Uh, With that effort, he saved the country's millions of dollars from curbing corruption. He will be remembered as a bulldozer who, across all his presidency, Tanzania recorded an average economic growth of 7.1%, which is actually the second fastest on the continent after Senegal and eighth globally, thus promoting the country or catapulting it to a status from a least developed country to a lower middle income economy. Now, there's mixed reactions to uh, the legacy that uh, President Magufuli uh, leaves behind. And um, my uh, co-host, Maggie Mutesi, and uh, I'll start with you, Maggie. Uh, What are your reactions? Uh, First, to the news and uh, the way forward. Uh, Thanks, Dumi. First of all, I think Tanzania has lost a great statesman. I mean, uh, Magufuli, if we look back in 2015 when he became president, there are a lot of things that he worked on, for example, cutting travel uh, of civil servants to foreign countries. And that alone, according to, I think, the central bank, they say it saved the economy 470 million US dollars annually, according to the Central Bank of Tanzania. So if you look at the things he's done in terms of infrastructure, or even getting Tanzania to a middle-income country now, uh, it's such a huge loss to the East African community. All right. Uh, Dennis, your reaction to uh, the news of uh, President Magufuli's passing and uh, you know the way forward for Tanzania, what are your thoughts? I'm going to couch my expressions in uh, I'm biased. My uh, former office mate <laughs> is uh, my former office mate is Tanzanian and she was very close to her president. And so we are in mourning. We have decided to mourn for the past for the next week or so. But we are also celebrating the fact that East Africa, Tanzania has done two things. It has handed over peacefully. It has has handed power over peacefully. And more importantly, there is a woman in power. Now, those small symbolic gestures, in my opinion, have seismic shifts uh, along the way. Let me give a simple example. Is there a chance that the new Tanzanian president is going to prevent uh, another 55,000 girls from going back to school after they get pregnant? That, for me, is significant. But let me take this back uh, one step. John Pombe Magufuli is going to rest in power. May his soul rest in peace, but may the power that he brought to the table 
um, stand. So that's what I would like to say for the moment. And hopefully Maggie can uh, finish her sentiments. Thank you. For me, Dennis, especially when you look at countries like Tanzania, I mean, Magufli's economics is being called no nonsense sense administration. And he slapped uh, big taxes on Akasha mining and big mining companies in Tanzania that were taking um, advantage of Tanzania's resources. In fact, they say gold production in Tanzania increased by 10% in the last half of the decade, which is now making Tanzania Africa's fourth largest gold producer after South Africa and Ghana and Mali. Now, you need radical leaders like Magufuli to revolutionize, especially sectors that could benefit the country. So for me, he's such a big loss to the region. There's so much people can say about him, especially in terms of reuniting, in terms of collaborating with other leaders. But there's that space, especially in terms of investments, in terms of, you know, making radical policies to benefit the ordinary citizens of Tanzania that is going to be missed about him. And I feel like it's such a big loss for the Republic of Tanzania, especially when you look at what he's done in the shortest period of time and how much he's been able to achieve. Um, I sort of have to agree with what, uh, what you're saying, Maggie. Um, I mean, before he was president, I mean, he was, uh, he was a cabinet minister for about 20 years, actually. And he was known to be a very hard worker. He kept a corruption-free record, which is something that's very rare, really, because uh, given the portfolios that he was responsible for, right? Um, so during those two decades, he wasn't associated with any major corruption. And it, it, it's almost like something that he pushed through in his term as president. Um, in 2015, when he was campaigning to get into power, he promised to fight corruption, uh, discipline the civil service, and create employment for the youth, right? Um, and uh, fighting corruption, we can give that to him uh, if we're using a scorecard. Discipline the civil service, he did. We can give that to him. Create employment for the youth. Well, I think, firstly, that was a, uh, a not genuine uh, promise because no government in the world uh, can promise to create employment. It's not their job to begin with, really. Uh, their job is just to create an enabling environment, right, and uh, just leave the youth or the entrepreneurs to, or the companies really, to create the employment. And so maybe that we sort of have to take away from him. But then uh, when we look at the promises that he made and uh, um, where Tanzania is right now, what are your thoughts, uh, Dennis, with regards to this? Um, going forward, what do you think? Uh, do you think the new incoming president uh, will be able to continue this legacy or she will probably come in with a different um, agenda altogether? I don't like the word legacy, and let me explain why. I am a, I'm such an institutionalized man. I am. I disagree completely. But he's not I, a legacy, I, Dennis. The guy well, well, has I, listen, listen, the I, 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 I need you to understand where I'm coming from. I like mm. JPM. May his soul rest in peace. I talk about him on a regular basis. My biggest problem is, let me take you guys back to the 17th and 18th century. The Nyamwezi people, the oh, wow. largest, uh, sec second largest uh, <laughs> group of people in Tanzania. There was a man called Nyungu Yamawe who created a huge legacy, a huge entity. As soon as he died, his entire legacy died with him. Why? He did one simple thing. He did not rely on institutions. He relied on individuals. He relied on his own personal charm. 
it's the very same thing that you will find in uh, the 45th president of the United States. He surrounded himself with himself, his people. It was Trump, Trump, Trump. What about the institutions around him? Did they grow? Did they survive? Are they going to thrive? Whether it is despite or in spite of him? My point is this. I like what Magufuli did, but let's discuss what really makes me happy. The fact that there was a formal handover of power. There was the prestige of the presidency moving from one person to the next person, a very, very powerful woman. So my friends and I were thinking, how many female Muslim leaders have been in place? We can think of Benazir Bhutto of Pakistan. We can think of Indonesia. We can think of Malaysia. We can think of all these powerful women, but we have one in Africa, a Muslim. She is very well clad. For me, that speaks to institutionalization. But let me now come to the heart of the matter. It doesn't matter what John uh, Magofuli did. What matters is what things he put in place to stay the course. And let me now discuss a topic that I'm really passionate about, which is investment. If you want to look at what attracts investments, yes, economic determinants of investments are important. Having gold is important. Having diamonds is important. But guess what? Having very powerful institutions that can couch that investment, that can ensure that that investment stays on. Because investment, foreign direct investment, is not five years. It is 15, 20, 25 years. And that, in my opinion, is why we shouldn't talk about the legacy of uh, John Pombe Magufuli. We should talk about the legacy that is Tanzania right now. Yeah, I really agree with you. That, but the legacy uh, that Tanzania is now is because of John Pombe Magufuli Dennis. You agree with me, right? Not at all. At all, at all. <laughs> I, and I can say this in very simple terms. Um, it's very easy for us to sit down because we are African countries. We have an outlier, a man that comes up from the blue and he suddenly does a few things. And we suddenly think, oh, yes, we should praise this man because he has a low tolerance for corruption. But what that man did is he became authoritarian. What he did is he began to fail uh, to, to have a certain tolerance for certain things. And let's not forget CCM has been in power ever since independence. Mm. Yeah? Let's talk about it from that perspective. Mm. We can appreciate a man. When a man dies, yes, let's appreciate him. Let's appreciate the essence of what he did. But let's also talk about the reality of what he did. In my opinion, if you go to um, uh, a place where nothing was happening, and then you suddenly throw a few scattered seeds into the ground, and yet the ground was already fertile, and suddenly you have corn huskles everywhere, you don't suddenly say, oh my God, it's the, the guy that sowed these seeds that is amazing. It's a combination. It is total factor productivity. Yeah. I think we really need to appreciate what Magufuli has done for Tanzania and may his soul rest in peace. Other than giving Tanzania its first female president, which, by the way, I'm over the moon about as a woman and seeing female presidents in Africa, it's, it's, really, it's really amazing. It's phenomenal. But again, CCM itself, even the president right now, is 
is a continuation of CCM that we agree. But the kind of uh, disruption he has had in the past six years, that is not something we often see on the continent. That is not something we often see every day that a leader changes a country in just one year, two years or three years. I would still not agree with Dennis, especially when it comes to Magufuli. And I, I want to point this out when you say that unemployment do me. In 2015, when Magufuli actually came into power, unemployment declined by 19% between 2015 and 2020. Now, these are figures that have been produced by the World Bank. But there's been a bit of change with Tanzania, especially when it comes to infrastructure developments, they're developing an SGR, what Kenya has actually done. When you look at the infrastructure in terms of transport, they have gone such a huge way. We've seen what he's done with the oil pipeline connecting Uganda to Tanzania. These are things he's done in the shortest time possible. We're looking at five years, five years of serving Dennis. There's been phenomenal progress. This is not African in any way. That's where I have an issue, Maggie. That is exactly where I have an issue. Yeah. Um, I mean, back in 2015, uh, President Magufuli, I mean, he earned the praise uh, nationally and internationally. What would Magufuli do, right? It became such a cage phrase to compare him with the other underperforming leaders in the region. So uh, much as he probably had uh, his uh, downsides, uh, I actually think that, uh, uh, like Maggie is saying, we can't take away from some of the things that he did. Whether or not the ground was fatal is probably another debate, but um, uh, there was stuff that he did. Um, um, he spent most of his term cementing, uh, call it, um, the, the ruling party's power position, as well as making a difference um, in the various um, um, industries across uh, the whole of Tanzania. Yes, the, 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 there are some things that we can't take away from him. Uh, we just have to accept that. Um, but... Uh, Let's possibly look forward into the future uh, uh, because we can debate what he did and what he didn't do. And uh, obviously the word that Dennis doesn't like his legacy. Uh, we can debate that for a very long time to come. But uh, <laughs> looking into the future, what are you looking forward to, Maggie, uh, particularly with the presidency of uh, Her Excellency Asulu Hassan? Um, I'm first of all very much excited to have uh, President uh, Samia Sulu Hassan. I mean, it's, it's always great to have a female leader. I, I think we are at a time where it feels like, oh, she's a Muslim, she's uh, she's the president, Madam President, and all of that. But I'm looking forward to her continuing President Magufuli's legacy. For me, that's it. If she could move forward with what Magufuli had set in place to move Tanzania to greater heights, that's absolutely one of the things I'm really excited for. And I cannot really wait for, because one of the articles we have done or even we've looked at is that she's one of the most underrated politicians in Tanzania. So I cannot wait for her to really disrupt a lot of things and continue Magufli's legacy and probably even set it better. All right. Nice. Uh, Dennis, your final thoughts? The fundamental element in management is leadership. I think I'm really excited not because um, Raisi Hassan is, 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 a, is a woman. I'm just excited and especially excited that there is an institutional framework within which she can channel her developmental thoughts. But there is also something very interesting. The fact that she has gained a certain place in the world history. 
what that might do, in my opinion, is open up certain avenues for investment. Because if you look at um, Africa's trajectory to 2030 and the SDGs, we are not going to hit our targets. And I say this <laughs> as a very, very red-blooded uh, Ugandan. I don't think our continent is going to hit <laughs> our targets. Um, so from that perspective, if we can get more foreign direct investment, that will help. And if we can get Tanzania uh, a little more infamy with this new president, I think that speaks uh, volumes for me. Yeah. So starting with uh, President Magufuli, I mean, when speaking of his legacy, um, we can't ignore the economy. Um, and obviously from having a chat with few folks, uh, they have very mixed feelings about, uh, you know, his economic performance. Uh, some others, uh, others will associate, assess him positively while others, uh, will underscore the negative impact of, uh, you know, his administrative style. Also, there's the denial of, uh, the COVID-19 pandemic, possibly a nationalistic and populist playbook. But um, looking forward, um, I think the new president has a huge job ahead of her. Uh, Tanzania is as polarized as ever currently. Um, some people feel that it had rapidly regressed to authoritarian rule under uh, Magufuli's watch. Um, so she's got a lot of work ahead of her to unite the nation uh, and also move it forward. Um, so I think that's my take on it. Uh, and sadly, folks, that's all we have time for. A special thank you to my co-host Maggie, our guest Dennis, uh, the team behind the scenes that works extra hard to bring this uh, podcast to life. And of course, you, the loyal listeners. I am Jimmy Jerry. Until next time, here's to peace and profit. The Weekly Beat by Mansa with your hosts, Arnold Segawa. Maggie Mutesi and Dumi Jerry, giving you all the info on Africa's big finance and economic stories. The Weekly Beat by Mansa.